Hi, I'm Amanda and welcome to Self. On this podcast, I share ideas, experiences and have conversations to explore the self. By developing our own self-awareness and staying connected to our authentic self, we can better show up for ourselves and those around us and hopefully all live happier and healthier lives. On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you a bit about my timekeeping part. It is this little part of me that is terrified that I'm always running out of time. It helps me a lot and sometimes brings about a lot of anxiety. If I were to give a visual image of my little timekeeper part... If you're not driving, I just want you to close your eyes and imagine with me this older, very strict looking woman. She's got her hair tied back tight. She wears glasses. She's got a stopwatch and a watch on her wrist, maybe even another watch on her other wrist. She's got a clock right in front of her. She's like sitting there with a clipboard and just managing everything time-related. She wears a suit, very stern look on her face, usually not that nice, generally. (laughs) Um, This image that I have of my time-keeping part is just useful because it's interesting to see why that part exists in me. For me growing up, my family was like often late to stuff and I really didn't like being late because it meant one, getting into trouble at school if obviously if you showed up late. So if stuff was happening at home or my parents were like, oh, we just need to drop by here before we go there. I would start to feel pretty anxious. So that that's that was, I think, the um, emergence of this very strict timekeeping part. That's the first thing, not wanting to get into trouble. Um, The second thing is letting people down. There's a part of me that really does not like letting people down or being late to stuff. And the hard thing was I found it quite challenging to manage my time well. And I have quite a strange perception of time, I suppose, like sometimes I perceive time to go by really, really slowly and sometimes it's super quick. So sometimes two hours might go past and I'm like, ah, 15 minutes. So yeah, I I think I have this kind of uh, had, It's maybe it's gotten better as I've gotten older, but for, for sure when I was young, it was just this lack of connectedness to a perception of time within myself. And then the final thing is it's for me, it's missing out on opportunities. I think because as a kid, I wasn't allowed to do many things outside of being at home, being at school, studying when I was at home. I wasn't allowed to participate in other stuff or and then go to work. I mean, that's all that I did that I think as an adult – feeling like I missed out on on all this stuff as a kid that I really want to explore and try and do and you know I want to travel to all these countries and do all this stuff so the the timekeeper part that exists in me is 
there to protect me. You know, she's there in my best interest. I'm going to give her a she because we've visualized her. You guys have seen her, right? I've, I've given you an image of what she looks like. And what was interesting was I really saw this part come alive within me during my yoga, my yoga teacher training. So the days were quite long and we were to be there at 6.30 in the morning. We would have practice until uh, we'd start practice at 7, finish at 8.30, have breakfast, be back. There were lots of workshops and stuff and there were long days until 7, 7 p.m. at night. And I could see within me that when if class went over 8.30 a little bit into my breakfast time, although even though we'd have an hour, like a full hour's breakfast and then so then I would be okay. But I I could see this timekeeper part be like, it's 8.30, we're supposed to finish, why aren't we finishing? Or um, if I was spending a bit too long at lunch and trying to get back, I'd be like walking so fast because I was afraid of, there was another part afraid of getting into trouble. And then I kind of started to take a step back and look at some, I suppose, like my general approach to life, which is there is this part that's like really often afraid I'm going to miss out on all these opportunities if I don't do it all right now. So like you have this small scale day-to-day stuff, right? Where like things might just annoy me a bit if I'm, if I'm running late to something I don't want to, if someone else shows up late. There's like kind of that daily stuff. But stepping back a bit, I recognize that actually almost on a daily basis, there is this little part that's like, oh my gosh, we don't have enough time to do everything that we're meant to be doing in life. Like, you know, I am planning this retreat. It's like, oh, but am I going to have enough time? Is that enough time to give notice to everyone? Should we be running it sooner? Should we be doing it later? But I don't want to miss out if it's late. And I, and I also want to do this other thing and this and this. And it's just like, whoa, hold on a second. (laughs) And that brings about and can bring about a lot of anxiety for me, a lot of overwhelm of looking at this whole list of options before me and mixed within there, it's like hopes and dreams and opportunities and um, what I perceive to be time-constrained opportunities. It's like, you know, this idea of it's now or never kind of thing. And as I said, this feeling can be extremely overwhelming. Having, having this part kind of be quite loud sometimes of going, ah, shit, I don't have enough time to do everything can be a lot. And something I've um, been working on a lot over the past couple of years is distinguishing me from these parts of me. It's like if this timekeeper part jumped in the driver's seat and took over and took control well, that might come at the cost of, you know, maybe being in a really great flow of conversation and going, nope, time's up. Like, that's it. We need to end this right now. And 
maybe imagine doing that kind of constantly would have quite an impact on relationships I imagine um or I might then end up saying absolutely yes to everything thinking that I need to take on every single opportunity or I'm going to miss out um or if the timekeeper part was in the driver's seat I would perhaps then feel really down a lot of the time because it's like I would be so overwhelmed constantly by the feeling that there's never going to be enough time in the world for me to do absolutely everything and that is you know the overwhelm of that could be too much. So this is something that I've actually been reflecting on a lot um, the past few weeks about this very loud sometimes loud timekeeping part and just thinking you know the emergence of it understanding actually why kind of it comes about and stuff and something that I've been sitting with for myself is going easy on myself recognizing that I'm not going to make all the right decisions all the time and that's okay um I also recognize I can't factor everything in in my decision making you know that there are awesome opportunities that come up all the time and I actually don't have the energy or the capacity to say yes to everything I also trust that opportunities that are for me will arise again at some point and whether that's a naive kind of just general trust in whatever you want to call it the universe or God's divine planning or whatever it is that works for you. For me, it is a broad trust, I suppose, in that there's, there's, there's all this stuff I can't control. I have no control of what comes for me at any given point in time, but I know that within myself, I actually could not take on every opportunity possible. Um, and that it's okay for me to miss out on things. That was a big thing for me to sit with because I uh, can get a lot of FOMO and I (laughs) don't like missing out on stuff, I guess. I missed out on so much stuff as a kid, all of my friends' sleepovers and all of these fun events and lots of different things. So I think, of course, this is the little part that's like, I don't want to miss out on all of this. But we just don't have all the time in the world. And that's a reality. That's just a a universal truth is a time exists, but we we are just, we only get a portion of it. Um, I've given myself permission to make the wrong decision and that it's okay to. Uh, And if in hindsight, I recognize that that was the wrong decision, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I think that helps a lot with uh, feeling the dread of having to make all the right decisions in a certain amount of time as well. And yeah, I um, I think in hindsight, when I look at a lot of the decisions that I've made uh, where I've recognised like, ooh, that probably wasn't ideal – it's still through the lens of what I know today. So really, 
any decision that I made retrospectively when I, no, that's wrong. I don't mean decisions I've made retrospectively. Decisions that I've made in the past are like at the time with the best decisions that I could make. So go me for just doing my best in that moment. Um, but what I can take from that and what I'm learning about time, in time, insert any other puns you want about time, what I'm learning is that through different decisions, through taking of different opportunities, making the most of whatever it is that I have in any given moment, that there's feedback from that. Ultimately, what I'm learning is what is really more aligned with me. And something that I'm seeing through being with this uh, quite obsessive timekeeping part is that I'm very much actually okay with not doing it all. And I think for a long time, and perhaps part of this is conditioning in society, that's like you can do absolutely anything you want to do, anything that you put your mind to, you can have it all. When in reality, we actually can't. And it's okay that we can't. It's okay that we prioritize different things at any given point in time, that we prioritize whether it's different ambitions, different goals, um, what's important to us. We can't have it all. And through making active decisions of going with, with, you know, whether it's a certain path, whether it's a certain job opportunity, whether it's taking on a client or not taking on a client, the feedback that comes back to us is whether or not that's really aligned with us. And for me, the process is just getting to know myself better. Through past decisions, I'm able to look and see kind of through the journey and where a particular decision has taken me, what that's been like, what the experience is like for me and whether that was really aligned for me. So perhaps I can give a more specific example for this to make sense. Um, for instance, <laughs> I am sometimes offered various uh, job opportunities and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to take that now, otherwise something like that's not going to come up again. Even though perhaps at this point in my life, like there's a lot of other stuff going on and actually within me, I know that it's, I don't have capacity for that opportunity. I think the perfect example of that actually was earlier at the start of the year, at the end of last year, when I was taking on all these different opportunities in Japan and trying to do them all at once and I completely burned out. That's a classic example of that timekeeper part getting really loud within me and going, I can manage to do it all. Um, we just have to divide time up this way and then we can take this opportunity and this one, this one and do it all and it'll be fine and I completely crash and burned. And I, as a result, unfortunately, let a lot of people down. And I hurt myself in the process because it completely depleted my energy levels and 
you know, then I had to start afresh and really give myself time and space to re-energize myself. So that was great feedback in going, all right, one, I don't have to say yes to everything. And knowing what it was that was really aligned with me, what was a, a true yes that I w- was able to take on and what wasn't. So some of the things that I apply a lot more actively to help be with this timekeeper part, but not to allow it to completely take over and sit in the driver's seat. I've got a few different practices that I'd love to share with you. And I guess I'm just curious about how time affects you in the sense of, you know, whether you have a timekeeper part that's anxious about wanting to get everything done, that's anxious about running late, that's almost like obsessive about showing up early and stuff. And I and I get that this is not a simple conversation. I'm simplifying the com- conversation for the sake of time. Of course, this – and the reason why I'm going into this is I, is I can hear, you know, well, running late or wanting to show up early is is ultimately a respect for, you, for your own time, for other people's time. I hear that completely and I feel the same way. Um, I guess all I'm saying is to explore other ways or how, yeah, how your timekeeper part might show up for you. And, and if, if it has an impact on how you make decisions and maybe you have a timekeeper part that's like, I don't care about time. I'm just going to do whatever I want, whatever. That's also an interesting, interesting thing to explore. It's really just about exploring getting curious with what this part is like for you if it exists within you um yeah so my tips what's worked for me first of all is finding a few minutes a day to really connect with my breath and that can look like just diaphragmatic breathing just belly breathing hand on my belly taking slow breaths And what that allows me to do is to reconnect with myself, to not get overrun by or taken over by the overwhelm of how little time there is. I sometimes feel it when I'm recording or like sitting down to record the podcast. It's like, oh my gosh, I've got this one hour slot or I've got a two hour slot and I need to do all of this, blah, 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 blah. And so the first thing, the thing that I actually did at the start of this recording session was just like to sit there and breathe. Second thing I do broadly is to try and slow things down and do less. Massive challenge for me who is typically a very fast-paced person who wants to squeeze everything in and make the most of every single minute of every day. And that's been a fantastic lesson um, to slow things down. And I believe that that's a lesson that's valuable, even if you're not someone who is who has this like hectic timekeeper. Because when you slow things down, what you give yourself an opportunity to do is to tune in with yourself, is to kind of go inside a little bit more. And depending on whatever practices you have to help slow you down, for me, that's that's like a slow moving yoga practice, like movement practice. Anything that just gets me kind of inside for a bit, 
and almost take pause from the world to check in. Um, And I would encourage you to find whatever practice suits you that allows you a moment of slowness in your day where it's and and you might have a part of you that's like fuck I don't have enough time for that I'm doing this 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 and this and I hear that um I I get that if you're a parent to young kids and you own your own business at the same time or you work for someone else and you you're balancing a relationship and a job and kids and friends and all your other commitments and everything that it might not seem like it's possible to create space. That's my invitation is if you can perhaps look for a few minutes to allow everything just to slow down, um, to find a practice that helps you slow down, even if it's just, yeah, like two minutes of connecting to your breath, five minutes of really slow moving, just kind of closing your eyes down, tuning into your body, seeing how things feel in there Um, and to give yourself the permission to not do things sometimes. That's something that I've learned a lot over the past few years of almost having to schedule sometimes nothingness into my day. And I get that I'm quite privileged in the life that I lead to be able to afford, you know, that time Um, And again, this comes down to that practice of slowing down by giving us ourselves like these intentional little periods of slowness, of rest. It allows space for creativity. It allows space for the mind to slow down it allows time for us to kind of tap back into our body so that we're not just living up here and in our head and that's it right like I mean the funny thing is like this is ultimately about time an episode about time um yeah so it's it's that practice for me that's been really helpful to slow things down on top of you know the other things that I shared that that recognition that there isn't going to be enough time Uh, and that we don't have to take on all the opportunities and that real knowledge for me coming back to going I know that I really not only that I don't have to do it all that I can't do it all that I'm not going to do it all that I cannot possibly take every opportunity that is thrown my way and also that every opportunity that might show up might not be an opportunity that's truly for me that's truly right for me and that it's okay to just give some things time and you know I guess kind of that very cliched if something's right for you it's going to come back or whatever relying on the feedback through time through experience through saying yes and no to things that we eventually just get better at tuning into what is really aligned with us, what's right for us without giving into just that part that's like you're running out of time. So you have to say yes to all of it right now. So if that part is very much alive in you, then I'm here with you. I am experiencing this as we speak and I am eager 
and keen to work with this part of me, to learn more, to learn to slow down that little bit more. That's been, I feel like that's kind of one of my ongoing lessons in life. Anytime I learn to slow down and feel like, oh yeah, I'm getting into a better flow of this. I slowly start to go, that part comes back alive and is like, oh, let's try and take everything on again. And then, you know, inevitably I learn some more. So that is most definitely one of my <laughs> most valuable lessons. And um, yeah, I am here learning alongside. So thank you for listening and tuning in. I hope that this episode has been valuable for you. If it has, and I appreciate you liking, commenting, subscribing, sharing, doing all the good things to show the podcast a bit of love. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at self double underscore podcast. You can follow me at Amanda Latran. That's Amanda L-A-T-R-A-N. I release episodes every Thursday and I will see you next week. Bye.